Hi guys, before we start the episode, we're going to tell you all about Patreon. If you love the podcast and want to support us, then sign up to Patreon for as little as £3 a month. You get to come into our living room, like our actual living room, yeah. where we chill and get high. It's like yeah. an extra hour a week, innit? Watch us get chunged on the couch. Yeah, we've got some extras for the other tiers. You can get a members-only club card, mild high club prints, discounts on merch, and probably some other stuff in the future as well, innit? Yep. Lots of goodies. But if you sign up, uh, you'll be helping us out loads. There's £3, £5, £10 tiers. It's really uh, so good. So if you love the podcast and you want more from the podcast, go sign up today. Patreon.com forward slash The Mild High Club. And the more patrons we have, the sooner we can take over the world. Always about taking over the world. I just, there's so many things I want to do. and We need your help to do them. <laughs> go sign up now. <gasps> nice one. Love ya. Ladies. And gentlemen. And in-betweens. It's time to up your vibrator game and get yourself a brand new vibrator. There's so many different things you can get these days. There's wands. They sell the Vush wand as seen in Cardi B's music video. Ooh. Get yourself a WAP. <laughs> there is. <laughs> yeah. Listen, it's all about that self-care. And if you do one thing to look after yourself this Christmas or going forward <laughs> into the new year, get yourself some more vibrators. Fellas, look after your ladies. Do you know how like made up she'd be to open like a brand new wand. Maybe make whatever. sure she only opens it in front of herself though, yeah, and not any children around. Not the kids. Honestly, it'll improve your sex life, it'll improve your mental health, it relieves stress, it's self-care, wank more. Oh. Taylorstoys.co.uk yep. and the code is TMHC10 for 10% off all your vibrator needs or just your kinky stuff like bed restraints cock rings so much stuff to just there's, spice up your life there's even stuff you can put in your dick if that's what you're after yeah who knows we don't judge there's a pair of breasts with a fanny in the middle go wild whoa 10% off that yeah whatever it is go there now yeah yeah Taylor's Toys TMHC10 good hey. vibes only see that's you later bye <laughs> We're back, episode 46, uh, Mild High Club. Hello, we're here with Nick Hewitt from Westlake's Hemp Westlake's Company. Hemp. <laughs> company Ooh. or just Westlake's Hemp? Just Westlake's, well, it's the Westlake's Hemp Company officially. Right, okay, cool. Okay. So that's a, uh, it's just C- all CBD products and that? Yeah. Is it, yeah? Yeah. Cool. You've got a... She's brought us goodie bags. Yeah, Ooh. would you like them now? Yeah, let's... Yeah, let's we may as well get, it, get, get that going. We're excited. We'll try, we'll try and, like, talk to you, but... Oh, look at them you've bags. You've distracted us Send with presents, so we might not say much. Uh, wait, is that one? For you? Yeah, that's Well, have you got one each? Yeah, yeah bits. Oh, oh, my goodness. There you go. So it's a Thank mixture you. of Westlake's hempy stuff. Amazing. And uh, some weird and wonderful goods from Cumbria. Ooh. Oh. You've got piss-flavoured piss lemonade. No, I'm joking. What? It looks like piss in the bottle. <laughs> it does look like piss in go. the bottle. <laughs> it also looks like a like a Colt 45 or something. It's cool. Westlake's hemp. Why is it this colour? Because it's proper lemony. What is it? Absolutely no idea. It's just something... Lemonade? In, it's just something in Cumbria oh. that... It's been around for years and years and years. Ooh. And they make it up there. You can't get it anywhere else. Yeah. There's that. And the same company make uh, cheese XL crisps, which I think are in your bags as well. And they're not cheese and onion, just cheese flavoured. Cheese XL. <laughs> Love that. This is good. How good's this? What's that? A mug. Oh, mugs. 
It's like Christmas. I feel bad that I haven't brought anything for you. This is good. I know. Sorry. Shout out. So, yeah. So, (laughs) you've got mugs. You've got some uh, CBD tea bags. Like breakfast tea that inside. With a Kendall mint cake as well. Oh, amazing. I like tea, the breakfast tea. You just make it like a normal cup of water, milk, sugar and whatever. And a lot of people, you know, if you like, if you take CBD capsules or whatever, yeah. they just have it as like I get, I have it in the morning as a brew. It's right. exactly the same as a normal breakfast tea. Oh, it's right. The only yeah. thing is, when you when you put the water in and the milk, it looks a little bit like dishwater. Right. Okay. Or it does taste like tea. That's okay. cool with me. <gasps> Amazing. Oh, it's right. So we've got. I've opened my box upside down. Luxury face hair and body oil, CBD. It's good. I've for you this as well. <laughs> yeah. Where can and people find this? All online, westlakeshemp.co.uk. Oh, thank you so much for this. That's amazing. We've got CBD capsules. I've got some all-purpose balm. Oh, is this a tea bag? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a loose a few, tea bag. There's a few of them in the mug. Oh, okay, cool. <gasps> amazing. Oh, they're cool mugs, them. Thank amazing. you very much. We love CBD. Yeah, let me know how you get on with them. I will. I might and CBD capsules. I might keep oh. me mug here so that I can have a brew. Yeah, and we'll, we'll represent on the podcast yeah. every time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Crispies um, and mint no cake. Amazing. We, we can give so you much. a card. That's about it. Yeah. For our guest. I'll take a card. It's you a also get that as a patron, so I feel bad. Uh, it's a... <laughs> oh, yeah, I've already got one. It's yeah. a cup. Oh, have you? Yeah. <laughs> no, I haven't got a card. She's a patron. <laughs> oh, right, so. <laughs> she will um, get one eventually. You can have yeah, two. It's awesome. a, so it's a, like a club member card. And you can call in a favour with it as well, like, like with a mafia or something. Oh, really? So, yeah. yeah. Maybe, we're thinking maybe only podcast guests, though, because if Patreon starts getting crazy and we've got all these patrons asking us for favours, yeah. you'll end up a bit too much. Yeah. Yeah. Mental the, the, the world. <laughs> yeah. Like, we've got people listening in America and that. And I know, yeah. So, we can't, we can't do use any favours. Maybe just guests have <laughs> the favours. But, uh, so, you had a, you, when you got in touch with us, you told us like you had a bit of a backstory of the reason why you got into doing the CBD. Yeah. Do you want to just tell listeners that so they know because we already know it so yeah so i am um, i've got borderline personality disorder right bipolar type 2 and cyclothymia okay what's so, the last one yeah so cyclothymia it's like some people call it bipolar type 3 okay so with bipolar uh, everybody knows you go up and down mm. up and down so if you've got the normal one it can last your ups can last for six months your downs can last for six months. right with bipolar type 2 it's a bit faster Okay. So I can do like two weeks up, two weeks down, a month up, a week uh, down. Okay. So cyclothymia okay. is like, a d- it, it can be daily. Okay. So for instance, today, when I got up this morning, mm. I was so tired. I was in a worst mood ever. Yeah. But then yeah. an hour later, I've got all these ideas pouring out of my head and you'd think I was a different person. Ah, uh, right. Okay. Yeah. So it's, it, that's the way it is. And the, the, the word cycla, as in cyclothymia, is mm. just constant cycles it doesn't stop oh okay right yeah so a lot of people say when you've got bipolar you can do up for a couple of weeks down for a couple of mm. weeks and you can be stable mm. i i'm never stable. just always up and down it's always up and down always yeah. round and round mm. right okay constant right so you okay. got them um and that's like so you you what did you say multiple person, borderline, borderline person what's disorder. exactly so it's a condition that so bipolar and cyclothymia is mm. chemical so right. it's a chemical imbalance in my brain. Right. That's why I take CBD. That's why I use cannabis because it levels me out. Yeah. Whereas the borderline is, it comes from trauma when you're a kid. Okay. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't necessarily mean, because when I say to people I've had trauma, a lot of people think, God, what is it? Have you been raped? Have you been mm. molested? Anything mm. like that. It's nothing like that. Yeah. When I was younger, um, at the age of five, my granddad died. And then my great grandma died within like five days of each other. Right. 
So how do you tell a five-year-old that it's not their fault? Because mm. if you think of a five-year-old in their head, yeah. everything's happening to them. My grandma's left me. My granddad's yep. left yeah, me. Yeah, right. Okay, like yeah. that's the, that's, you can't explain to a five-year-old that it's, it's not their fault. Mm. Mm. So at that time, because it's your first experience of something like death or grief or loss, yeah. you then create what you call a blueprint. So my blueprint of death is mm. that everybody leaves me all in one go. Yeah, right. They're not yep. coming back and it's all my fault. Mm. Yep. So from there, the way that I learned to deal with it is to like go inside myself Yeah. and I can't regulate my emotions. So when I'm happy, I'm ecstatic. Yeah. And it's, yeah. you know, I can get up in the morning and you could, it's as if you'd walked in my bedroom in the morning and said to me, you've won the lottery. And I'm yeah. like, oh my God. Yeah. And that's how yeah. I leave my day. But then the next day, you could walk in my bedroom in the morning and say, oh, Oh, actually, your, mom, yeah. your mum's died. Yeah, your numbers yeah. were wrong on that lottery ticket. You're like, yeah. oh, fuck, back yeah, down shit, again. What, yeah. what am I going to do now? Yeah, yeah. And, and that's what it is. And it's kind of like the, the best example I ever heard of people talking about borderline. It's as if I'm walking around with like the top 10 layers of skin peeled off me. Right. So if you were to walk past me and like poke to me like that, imagine how much that would hurt. Yeah. So when people say something to mm. me, really really affects me and really bothers me okay mm. and it's just, and the borderline part is that i mean the, the, they used to call it borderline a lot of people call it unstable personality disorder now, okay yeah. UPD. yeah and it is just that it's just that i can't regulate my emotions mm. um i struggle to think straight i can't make decisions it's very uh chaotic okay yeah um, and there's no rhythm to it there's no rhyme to it so a lot of people with bipolar no triggers or nothing like that it's just it just yeah. is and when you've got other stuff like real life stuff and i've got stuff on top of it like domestic violence and i've got you know moving around a lot mm. going to uni and stuff as much as i'm really clever like academically i, c I can I, I can piss essays yeah mm. but when it comes to like common sense yeah right absolutely none mm. so all sounds very familiar doesn't yeah, it yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, funnily <laughs> enough after listening to the pod i was like mm. yeah see like i don't really go to the doctors at, like it's a big can of worms to open up so, and if they tell me I've got something, it's not going to change, like, what I already know, how I already know that I am. So I just avoid it, and I don't, I don't know if that's healthy. But I, I, I don't really, I don't have anything diagnosed, but I, I would guess that there's a lot going on in yeah. here. <laughs> you know, to be fair, the only reason I ever got diagnosed was because to get help through the NHS and stuff, yeah. you've got to have it on paper. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the only way that you can get any decent help. But obviously where we are in Cumbria, the resource, I mean, the resources are limited everywhere you go. Mm. Yeah. yeah. But up in Cumbria, the resources for mental health, especially, they're so limited and there's all these sort of campaigns of speak out, talk to people. But when yeah. you go and speak out to somebody, there's bugger all they can do about it. Yeah. yeah. The waiting list is so long. Literally, yeah. doctors all will do like you know you won't go. Yeah. Like, they'll throw medication at you, mm. but mm. me, I, I don't need medication. It's not always the best option, is it? it? Like, yeah. you know. so I I took medication for a long time, and if anything, it's done me more harm than good because yeah. I've got no memory. Yeah, mm. like I can't remember shit, and it's just it's yeah. But you're not on medication. <laughs> That's no, not yeah. what's your <laughs> excuse. Like, when I was taking antipsychotics and stuff like up yeah. until the age of eighteen, before I was taking any medication, my memory is shit hot. Yeah, but then yeah. after that, it's dead patchy. Yeah, and 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 it's ridiculous. Was that what age you started taking uh, medication? Yeah. Eighteen. Yeah, right, I was okay. diagnosed at fifteen. Yeah, started taking meds um, at about eighteen. But I, I had a nervous breakdown when I was eighteen. Like yeah, the first one when I was at uni in Preston. Um, I had my first nervous breakdown, and that's when they started giving me meds. And since then, my memory is so 
shots. Yeah, 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 like when I see it, like even Christmas just gone, saw a load of mates that I went to school with and stuff. Mm. And they, um, so Nick, remember when this happened? And I'm like, yeah. So, so you um, suffer with those disorders and then you said about you lost your business because of a storm or but something? You lost your ho- Do you want to talk about this though? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's okay. fine. Yeah, so I lived in uh, Carlisle and do you remember in 2015 there was Storm Desmond and it, hit, really. it hit the whole of the country and there was like, I think Wales was massively affected. Yeah. But Carlisle, where I was living at the time, mm. that was massively affected. And yeah. um, at the time I was working for uh, a youth centre because before I did any of this, I was a probation officer, youth offender, um youth worker and I was working there and we got uh, I got flooded out in my, in my flat like literally couldn't get out lost everything right and at that point I just hit rock bottom yeah but more like I said I had a nervous breakdown when I was 18 in 2015 it happened again mm. totally hit rock bottom I'd yeah. lost my job because mm. where we were living um for youth work where I was at that all got flooded out so they actually right. closed the, the youth center yeah closed all that down lost my house I had to go and live back with my mum and dad mm. And as much as I love them, honestly, my mum and dad are so supportive that I've yeah. been amazing. But when I was that age, what was I? I was like 28, 29. Yeah. So 28, 29, bearing in mind, having bipolar and borderline since I was a kid. Yeah. I'd gone through and lost job after job after job because mm. I couldn't hold one down. Mm. Yeah. Finally got a job that I really liked. Lost it because of that. Lost my house, lost everything. And I just hit rock bottom again. Yeah, yeah. right. It was just awful to the point of where, like, I can even remember in my mum's house to get to my bedroom, we go upstairs, my bedroom's on the right, to the point of where, at 29 years old, my dad was cu- coming in every 15 minutes to make sure I hadn't killed myself. Mm, yeah. Yeah. That's how bad it was. Yeah. So then, from there, how did you get from there to starting up So the business? When I was, when I get depressed, mm. my sleeping pattern goes Okay. And I kind of like everything turns inside out and upside down. So I'm awake all night, yep. sleep all day. And my dad's got a friend who lives in America and he's a psychotherapist. Mm. And it just so happened. And to this day, I don't know why he messaged me. Mm. I was up on Facebook on my laptop. Yeah. And he messaged me four in the morning here. And he'd said to me, I just feel like something's wrong. Is everything okay, Nick? And I was like, no, I'm not. I'm not okay. Have you ever met him before? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah right, okay. He lived in this, my, I'm friends with his daughter. Uh, my friend Nina, they lived over here till we were 15. Mm. But he's from America and he came over here to study psychotherapy. Right, So okay. when he graduated, yeah. him and his wife and my friend Nina moved out back to Wisconsin. Yeah. Then. So I've seen her a few times. She comes over here and I go over there. Um, but at that time, I hadn't seen them in, it must have been about 15 years. Yeah. I hadn't seen it. And for some reason, he just had it in him. That's mad. Just to goes, say, what, it, yeah. yeah, is everything all right? I was mm. like, no, Rick, I'm not. I'm not okay. I'm not. Was that right? Talk to me. And obviously, with him being a psychotherapist, he didn't try to psychotherapy me. He just wanted to know what the crack was. Yeah, yeah. So I told him everything that had happened. And I'd said to him about how the meds, I was up and down. And I ended up on um, some epileptic medication called Lamotrigine. Right. And the reason I was on that is because they say when you're bipolar, your synapses in your brain are supposed to fire mm. in like a, a rhythm. Well, bipolar, mine do that. They're all over the spot. Okay. So the theory being is if I take these lamotrigine and like epileptic tablets, it'll make my rhythm Regulate the synapses yeah. or whatever, yeah. But all I felt was numb. Mm. So I said to him, I've got them on these meds. I don't like them. I just feel numb. Nothing's happening. If I was your patient, what would you do? Yeah. He said, well, I'd prescribe you cannabis, if I'm honest. Mm. I was like, right, okay. Now, in the state that he practices in, at the time, he couldn't prescribe it to people, but he'd obviously worked in other states where he could have. Yeah. And I'd said, well, obviously, I can't get that over here. Mm. He said, well, 
why don't we have a look and see if there's anything else? So at the time, in a, so before I did, I was saying I, I went to university in Liverpool. I did yeah. criminal justice. Right. So I've got quite a law policy background. Okay. Um, and I understand it quite well. Mm. And he had said, go and have a look at the Psychoactive Substance Act of 2016. Mm. So in this country, our drug laws are all based on the Misuse of Drugs Act 1971. Yeah. And they're very specific about what's illegal. So if you had MDMA, your cocaine... When they send it, when they send it off for testing, mm. if you get done, it's got to have a certain formula, and it's got to be very structured, and that's what's illegal. Right. right. In 2016, there was a load of drugs came into the country, and up in Cumbria, we knew it as like plant food, mm. meow meow, bath Right. Soaps. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you've heard of them before. Mm. Um. So to 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 stop them from being legal, because the I know the the meow meow stuff, the methadone, it's called. Yeah. If you look at the chemical formula of MDMA, I'll say it looks like a hexagon. Yeah. Well, this meow meow was like, instead of having six sides, it had five yeah. and a line coming off it. So it wasn't but the it same was. chemical formula. Yeah. Mm. So it had the same effects, slightly different. Yeah. Mm. But that's why it was legal because mm. it didn't fit. Same with like salvia it. and stuff like yeah. that one. That was legal for a time. And then mm. yeah. I think they seen what like and spice and all that is like, you have them legal for a time. You can buy them in like shops in town and that, yeah. and then they have to go in and make them illegal because they're just terrible for yeah. people. Are they? So the way they got them to be legal was um, the government introduced a blanket um, act called the Psychoactive Substance Act of 2016, mm. and the premise of that act is that any substance that's psychoactive is illegal. Right. So that covered uh, all of you, like your salvias, it covered all of that. Yeah. However, CBD is non-psychoactive. Yeah. So that's where the loophole is as to why CBD then became right, legal okay. in this country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the 2016 Act supersedes the 71 Act. Yeah. And the, literally, as me and me and my dad's mate were talking about it, it happened, that was it. Yeah. The 2016 yeah. Act came so in. Just all like perfect timing. Yeah. It? Oh, yeah. So once, once timing. I, exactly. Yeah. So when I sort of understood what it was, I then mm. went looking for CBD. Yeah. And I just thought, shite, I'm going to try it and see what happens. Yeah. Well, I ended up going onto Facebook and there was some mad bloke selling it. I knew nothing about him. I didn't know where he... Just selling know. it from home, was he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah right. He, said, he, he sent me a picture of, like, his bath at home and it yeah. was literally just full of weed, like, all <laughs> on the stalk, all the boots. And it was just, like, a big bath of, of olive oil with yeah, his weed like modern-day moonshine. And yeah, just <laughs> and that's how he was doing it. So he, he said he'd put it all in his bath, leave it for, like, eight weeks. Let it all, all the CBD, the THC, soak into the into the oil. Yeah. yeah. And then he'd just bottle it and send it on. Oh, amazing. So I sent him 20 quid, bank transfer. I thought, 20 quid, if it's gone, it's gone. Mm. Yeah. He sent him it, and he sent it to me. And I started taking it, and I would say within four weeks, I'd gone from being sort of homeless, on suicide watch, mm. lost everything, to, oh, my God, I've got the best amazing business idea you've ever heard of. Mm. Four and weeks, That's how it, Yeah, that's how it started. So how wow. often was you taking it? Every day. Every day, yeah. Yeah. Just so once a day or? No, so with CBD, um, I mean, we, I advise my clients and customers and stuff, you take it gradually. Yeah. No point in going in right at the top end because you might not need that much. Mm. And as well, the effect of it is also affected by like your previous cannabis use. Yeah, right. But when I was younger, I wasn't interested in it. I didn't smoke it. I didn't like it. didn't mm. like the way it made me feel. Yeah. I had no real experience of being a stoner. Yeah. yeah. So You're when a I fashion officer in that, well, so, exactly, yeah. yeah. So the sort of line of th this is why I think it's just it's a, the whole story. I think of who I am and how I came to be is just aesthetical. Yeah. yeah, I went from being a probation officer to own a cannabis company. To yeah, yeah. Like, you've been on both <laughs> sides of the fence, and that 
Like, if you're going to be a judge of something, you need to see both sides of the story, don't you? Yeah. So I think you're a good In advocate best, yeah. for it. Yeah. Mm. I'd like to think I understand it a lot more than I ever did. Yeah. Mm. Um, and I find that, again, with our client base of people or anyone that wants to take CBD, I think when I explain where I've come from, you know, the, I would say sort of like our generation, our age of sort of people, we've grew up with weed being yeah. totally accepted. Mm. Whereas you've got a lot of older people mm. who, when I explain to them my background and where I've come from and how well I understand it, yeah. sort of yeah. trust me. Mm. And that for me is the biggest part of my job is, yeah. is getting yeah. people to, you know, cannabis has got a stigma about it. Yeah. Mm. It always will have it, I think, because of, of how it was being drummed into us for the past God knows how long. Mm. Don't trade drugs, say no. Yeah. Just yeah. say no. Yeah. So, you know, it does me well in terms of understanding it and being able to pass that on to my customers. Yeah. And I yeah. think because... Re- again, the reason I ended up with the company is because when I went looking for CBD, all I was I could find was like weird blokes in groups on Facebook. Yeah, you don't really want Making oil in the bath. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so it was just, I, I had this idea of, well, actually, so af- after I took it for the month and I'd sort of come back round again, yeah. I thought, there's an, there's an, I've got an idea here. Yeah. I, at the time, my friends were all like, oh, she's off on one, it's a bipolar again. Yeah. Like the amount of mental ideas I've had over the years. Yeah. Some work, some don't, most don't, <laughs> but at least I try. Yeah, yeah. So I just went head first for it and I thought, after well I feel, wouldn't it be, I wanted everybody to feel how good I felt. Because mm. yeah. I know a lot of my friends like you feel the way that you do, won't go to the doctors because essentially they can't really do much to help and they don't, they don't trust it. So when I've sort of said to people, come and try it and they've give it a go, they've realised that it can help them. Mm. And I feel like I wanted them to feel as good as I felt without having to go to the doctors and yeah. without having yeah. to go through all the trauma of being on waiting lists and waiting for someone to help yeah. you. Yeah, and then find mm. them which medication works. You can find <coughs> one that's like, has real bad adverse effects to you and that, and then you have to go through the waiting again and all that, whereas yeah. you yeah. just sort of put these drops under your tongue for four weeks and you're like, oh my God. Like and I, even I was shocked, Baggy. Yeah. Even I was shocked because I just mm. thought, I can't believe, and at the time I can remember thinking, nah, it is the bipolar. I'm gonna, I thought I'd just gone up a height Yeah, and, and then I'd feel all right for soon. a couple of weeks and then pff, I was going to hit the deck again. Yeah. yeah. And even in, so that was 2015, so what's that, seven years? Seven mm. years ago. Mm. And in those seven years, I think I've maybe hit rock bottom once. Yeah. Since then. Which is not bad considering. considering. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, when well, I was met with all these Facebook groups and stuff, there was no real website I could go and just ask yeah. questions. What is CBD? How does it work? Where do I get it from? Where yeah. do you get it from? Yeah. How do you make your products? Mm. So I went to my friend, Luke, my business partner, and me and Luke went to school together. Um, and when we were in school, he was a stoner. Right. He was mm. known. He was, you know. And I went and said, look, I've got this idea. I know that you ate your job. Mm. How much savings have you got? Yeah. Should we have a go? And I presented him with this like half a business plan, yeah. half a mm, 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 <laughs> miles an hour. And he said, go on then, l- let's go for it. Yeah. And that was it. That so was when was this? Point. 2015? 2017. Cool. So since then, what have you done with the business? So we started online yeah. again. But what we did do, we were the first sort of company to put our faces on the website. Mm-hmm. So when people phone or whenever they come and speak to us, they know it's me who I'm talking about. I'll put my story on yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think having the story definitely helps because yeah. like you get a lot of people like CBD's everywhere now. Yeah. Um and a lot of people are sort of just in it because, you know, it's just it's just one thing, business, another thing that yeah. sells and it. it's just another health product that sells or whatever. Yeah. Whereas to have your story and put put the story to it and have what affects like what benefits it has and how it's actually genuinely benefits someone with them disorders. Um 
is, is real helpful to have. Whereas a lot of people are just like, you go to Holland and Barry, it's just there, isn't it? It's, there's no, you know, why am I, what should I take this for? Oh, I've took it once, didn't really feel any different. And yeah, and that's like it. That. Yeah. What I decided to do, and this is what me and Luke decided right from the very beginning, is that we were going to be completely transparent about mm. our products, where we get it from, how we get it, how we source yeah. it. Uh, we, t- we, you know, we do have our own testing. Yeah. So all of our products, if you look on the ones that I've give you, they've got batch numbers on. Right. If you had an adverse reaction, you could come to me, Nick, something's happened, I can take your batch number, go back, and I can take it right back to the farm in Spain where the hemp was grown. Right, okay. And we've done that the whole way along. Yeah. And that's kind of what I think our... A lot of other, like you say, a lot of people just think it's a fad. Mm. And a lot of people are, they need to make a quick book. Yeah. Mm. But me and Luke have said, this is our life now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, There's not a probation place in the country that's going to take me back no, <laughs> yeah, yeah. in front of any more offenders and say you must not smoke yeah. weed when I'm sat yeah, in right. the company yeah mm. that's with this I was like well I can't get another job now so well, we've got to make it work yeah you're either going to make, like, make or break that's yeah you've just got yeah. to go for it yeah so and uh, just being transparent as well I think that's what's helped us be just yeah because people see like the genuine side of of your personality and, mm. and stuff it, it's hard to feel like you're going to be scammed out of anything when, you know, yeah. you sit there and tell your story so openly. You know yeah, what I mean? yeah. Like, there's like a connection through the screen. Like, people feel the connection, they feel closer to you, they trust you, and not like trying to sell sell us or whatever, but it does help to sell your products when yeah. you're so authentically honest. And yeah, stuff. and I think as well, with the way that, like, um, again, I've never had any business experience, marketing mm. experience, I've had none of it. I've learned it all as I've gone along. And I think the biggest thing, the biggest change ever has been social media. Yeah. yeah. So if we definitely. can tell our, like you do, you tell your story on social media, people make that connection. They can see the similarities mm. between you and them. And I think everybody along the line has always had a mental health issue. Yeah. Whether yeah. it be a spout of it when you've gone through grief or someone like me who's got quite severe issues. Mm. Somewhere along the line, someone's going to identify with things that I say. Yeah. And I yeah. think that's what brings them to me. And that's why they trust me because I'm not going to bullshit people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, of course, I'm here to make money and I'm here to pay me rent. We all are. Yeah. yeah. But I'm not here to just scam people. Yeah. And also, like, seeing, like, sort of everything's about representation at the minute, isn't it? Like, say, like having uh, different cultures on TV shows so that young kids can feel represented and stuff. And, like, having you telling your story, someone with a similar disorder or exact same disorders might see that and go, that's what, that, that's what I need, though. Yeah. They might not know that CBD would be the best thing for them. Mm-hmm. Like you say, them hearing the story and going, that's similar to me, that, and then getting that representation and then trying it and sorting it out for them is a, a big help as well, isn't it? Like, yeah, 100%. Yeah. I think as well with borderline, borderline personality disorder, <clears throat> it's known as being one of the most difficult um, disorders to try and treat mm. because essentially any book that I've ever read like, I, I had to look at that um, Borderline Personality Disorder for Dummies. Right. Or, like, the series. Yeah, I went yeah. and read one of them, and it's literally 400 pages of why I'm a terrible person. <laughs> right. It's like, I don't need you to tell me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know how bad I can be. <laughs> and it's kind of, even that, even without all the CBD, just mm. putting it out there that actually people with Borderline were just misunderstood. Mm. Mm. And putting that out there so that people can understand it and the way that we work and why we're like that. Because yeah. it's not my fault. Yeah, no, yeah, I didn't ask for it. I, you know, it's just something that happened, and I've got to deal with it every day. Yeah, yeah. But up until this point, I've lost. You know, as a probation, I lost my job as a probation officer. Mm. Couldn't cope with the pressure. Right, mm. it was too much. And at the time, their excuse was, "Oh, we can't sustain someone that needs time off work." Yeah, right. Yeah. Which isn't ideal, is it? No. Like, yeah, and it's just important to raise awareness about 
different mental health issues because a lot of people aren't diagnosed and work is fucking difficult for them yeah. especially if you've got a manager who isn't doesn't care if you if you if you've not got a diagnosis to say oh i've got like autism or whatever they're, they're going to treat you different because yeah. they're going to be like why aren't you fitting in this box yeah and that's why people need to talk about mental health mm. more because like i i was i didn't like I didn't even go to the dentist for like I just didn't go to the doctor, didn't go to the dentist. Like, so I don't know what is going on, and I've always found like working really difficult. And like the, I used to work with someone who had autism, and they was um, just treated completely differently because they had the diagnosis. But there's just so many people out there who didn't grow up in an environment where you go the doctors or there's someone to help you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and especially working class as mm. well. Yeah. I think as well, you, you know, you, you're expected to just fit in a box. And if yeah. you don't fit in the box, and that's it, you're not good. However, mm. when you do get your, like I said, when you do get your diagnosis, yeah. especially sort of in this day and age, if the companies that people are working for don't do something about it, mm. if people are shouting all over social media, oh, my boss didn't do this, my boss didn't yeah. do yeah, that, right. then they get a bad reputation. Mm. Companies mm. don't want that. No. And I yeah. think social media has changed that narrative completely. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it is. It is for the good, but I also think uh, there is that element of people can abuse the system. Oh, yeah. definitely, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I hear your people. Oh God, I feel so bipolar today, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. same with like OCD and all stuff yeah. like that. And it. it's like, oh, I'm just so OCD. I need to. I mean, my couch cushions need to be straight. And it's like, yeah, but you can leave <laughs> the house if they're not. Mm. Like if you've got genuine OCD, there's people can't leave without like doing certain no, there's things. There's a lot of different types of OCD as well. No, I know. Uh, yeah, but. yeah, my friend's got OCD, and she you wouldn't you wouldn't know. It's yeah. more that she'll get obsessed on. I thought like she wouldn't stop talking about giant worms the other day, like and she just couldn't she's stop got talking. that in her age. Yeah, it's like just giant constant. worms. Yeah, mm. shout out Emma. <laughs> I I don't like that mind. I yeah. like if I get an idea in my head. At the time, I think it's a brilliant idea, and I've got no concept of time. Right, yeah. like I think I can get ready in ten minutes. I'm mm. laughing. I get, I, get, <laughs> I feel like I, I can get ready in ten minutes. I can't. Yeah, yeah. like th- I can remember I was the other day in the shop. Um, I was trying. I was thinking about Christmas decorations. And in my head, what I wanted to do, like the old-fashioned wire coat hangers. Yeah, mm. I wanted to get one of them, and I was gonna get a fire and I was going to heat it up and I was going to bend it into the shape of a weed leaf. Yeah. Then I was going to put lights all over it and then I was going to fit it to the window. This sounds very much like yeah. you. I was like, and, and I spent the whole, the whole eight hours while yeah. I was at work trying to work out how I was going to do it. Several phone calls yeah. of how, how, how are you going to help me do mm. it? Because I obviously need your help. So I involve everybody else. Yeah. And at the end of it, I'm like, we've got two weeks left of Christmas. So even if I did manage to do it, they're going to be up for two days. I yes, not worth it then. eight hours. Focused on it and I can't let it go. Mm. I can't let it go. Yeah. Yeah. Until either it fucks up or it works. Yeah, yeah. right. So luckily the business work then. Yeah. Because otherwise <laughs> there should have been another thing. Yeah. But the thing is, Luke, my business partner, and I think this is why it works as well, because Luke's very logical. Mm. So it's like, I'm the creative. My head explodes with all of these mad ideas. Mm. Yeah. And instead of people shutting me down and going, no, you can't do that, it'll go, you can do that, but maybe at this scale. Yeah, right. So he can rein me right in. Yeah. And we've known each other for that long. He's one of my best friends. I absolutely love him. Honestly, yeah. we've been through so much together. And he'll, he'll literally just say to me, no, that's a daft idea. <laughs> but he knows that my daft ideas work because we've got mm. a business out of it. Yeah. So he's like, instead of me having like a long reign, he'll just shorten the leash a little bit. 
Yeah. Say, right, try it and see what happens. And, and then that's... you can expand if it works yeah. type thing, yeah. And we've done that now for like four years. So we went from, gone from being like online mm. to now opening a little cafe, a little retail shop, um, a community space. And we're looking to get name. Like doing comedy nights. Oh yeah. There, so we can use it like a little bit of a venue. Yeah, yeah, cool. Um and Amazing. also doing stuff like so I um, I worked a lot with a women out west are called mm. um, West Cumbria for domestic violence right. people. And they're saying so things like the lassies who have been in there who have finished the course, yeah, but maybe want to come and meet up somewhere else. Yeah. Just yeah. come and use the space and use it as a cafe for what it is. Oh, that's nice, yeah. yeah. So I quite like because again with all my jobs before doing like the probation. I've always been very community based, mm. so I don't want to lose that. Yeah. But yeah. at the same time, I think trying, even with, I even looked at being a psychotherapist myself. Yeah. But because I've got so much going on in my head, I can't be a good support for somebody <laughs> yeah, like that. Yeah, starting businesses with all your clients. Yeah. Like, this sounds like a great That's idea. Exactly <laughs> what That's exactly yeah. what would happen. Uh. And it's, it's just, yeah, I don't want to. I can be a support for my friends, yeah. but doing it professionally, mm. I'd be no good. But there was a time when I added in my head I was going to be the best counselor you've yeah, ever seen. Yeah, yeah. And I tried, but then I, I moved away from it. But even through through what you're doing now, you kind of are doing that just Still on your own people. terms, innit? Yeah. yeah. In a yeah. way that suits that's best suited for yeah. you and your head. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to uh, come up to the, the coffee shop when we go mushroom picking next time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, where did you go? Up them ways are good for it, aren't they? Uh, well, we went like it was, it was towards like Amble sideways. Oh, yeah. Um, But we originally went to Settle. Yeah. But that's not. As far up, is it? I don't think. Yeah, yeah. So settled, yeah, it is further up. It's like the settle to Carlisle railway line. Isn't right, it? okay. Yeah, so no, yeah we can... Uh, but you see, that's where all the tourists go for the mushroom picking. Uh, I know, I know the secret. We found <laughs> ours, we found ours like by accident, really. Yeah. And we just went, kept going back to the same place. Yeah. But uh, we'll come, we come with you. We'll come for a coffee yeah. and then yeah. we'll go around come your up, little mushroom where, spots. Where the cafe is, there's um, a place where we used to go and we were kids picking them and it's yeah. literally two minutes up the road. Yeah. Oh, oh there we go. Because it's not like a proper touristy area, mm. it's just the locals. Yeah. yeah. Don't don't look up where the cafe is no. until after <laughs> yeah. next season. It's yeah. not when you go picking them. It's like something primal takes over you and you're like, oh, yeah. can't stop. Gotta, gotta get them all. Yeah, we went crazy, didn't we? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just have fun with them, though. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was amazing. Really good. I quite fancy giving the microdose in a go. Yeah. I had a look on name. Do you know... Uh, is it Dr. Brian Cox? Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. His brother, I'm sure it's his brother, he's running the um, like the psychedelic investigation for the Royal College of London. Right. Oh, right. And they were looking for people to test it on for the mm. microdosing. But because I've got like a dual diagnosis, so they were looking for people with bipolar type 2. Right, okay. Because I've got type 2 and borderline. I didn't fit the criteria. Yeah. So right. I put my name down for when they get on to doing the dual diagnosis. Yeah, yeah. See if they'll take me on as a patient. Oh, yeah, that'd, that'd be good. Be good. Go. It's meant to do amazing stuff for, for like, all sorts yeah. of, uh, dis- like, disorders and, like, PTSD yeah. and all stuff like that in it and traumas yeah. and Trauma, depression. Co- confidence, and confidence, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. What, um, how long do you think before weed is legal in the UK? Have you got That's a prediction? A it is a bit... I've... It depends which way you look at it. I, in my head, I'd like to say five years. Yeah. But I think, and this is where I'll go, I'll go off on a rant, I think <laughs> the way that our NHS system works mm. and our Tory government, they're going to fight it and they're going to keep fighting it because they own the cannabis industry in this country. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Theresa yeah. May's husband and that in it, and yeah. he's got a big British sugar. Yeah, so that, yeah. he owns, uh, they own, so it's British Sugar, the company, and they've got, is it 54 acres in Norfolk? Right. 
and it's where the green the greenhouses are. Mm. And they did it in secret for like four years. So British Sugar owns a company. Howard May owns like I'll say fifty one percent of the shares for them. So he's like the top boss. Yeah. But then the managing director of the cannabis part is Victoria Atkins MP's husband. Mm. So Victoria Atkins was our drugs policy minister right. for the Conservatives. When it got found out that she was the husband of the managing director, yeah. there was a conflict of interest. So they slid her off into another job. Right. She'd been standing up in Westminster, giving it, no, cannabis has got no medicinal value, mm. yet her husband... So snide, aren't they? So snide. <coughs> but yeah, they send it all off to they send it all off to Canada for medicinal purposes. So it's it's actual THC. Yeah, weed is is not even hemp. It's like oh, full they, on. They they've got the real stuff. That's so cheeky, that. And that then they arrest people and fine people for having like a little dealers, twenty bud. Yeah, that's so the only cheeky. reason. That, did you know why they ever got found out? No, the only reason they ever got caught with the farm in Norfolk is because the police were getting loads of phone calls um, of neighbours were smoking. It. Right, <laughs> people were falling up. We I can smell weed. Mm. My neighbours must be smoking it, and there was loads of people. Coppers knocking on doors, and it turns out it was not to do with the neighbours. It was the farm. The big farm, yeah. Oh. So snide, though. Wasn't it? there something dodgy going farm. on about like, like d- <sighs> the workers? Wasn't there like poor work conditions? I might have made that up. I feel like I've saw that there was like. And there's plenty of poor work conditions all over the place. No, so. but I don't know if they were using like. I don't know, they was taking advantage of, like, immigrant workers and stuff. I'll have to check that before it goes out. But I remember saying something yeah. like that. Yeah, I don't know. I know there was something about the... Because it's like... So the way that they've, they've got the greenhouses, mm. all the, the the British sugar part of it, the sugar farm, the beet, they pipe all the CO2 into the greenhouses. Right. And that's what... That's for the heat yeah. to grow the, the cannabis. Mm. And I know there was something about... I don't think the workers knew... Quite what because it was like classes two separate entities, right? So you had your scientists and your your uh, botanical people growing it, and I don't yeah. think they quite realised what the crossover was. Mm. Right, okay. Think, but don't quote me on it. Yeah. So but if you have a look, I tell you what, they let they only ever let cameras into the greenhouses on a TV program called Country File. Oh really? Yeah. And you can have a look at it, but that's the only time they've ever let anyone need it. So snide, isn't it? it? Does me head, isn't it? Like how they're profiting off it so much, and yet. I get it. What annoys me about it the most it's like you've seen in America and Canada where people are using it to to cure cancer. Yeah. And it doesn't work for all cancers and it's not just the the cannabis on its own that'll do it. Like Mm. there is, you know, turning your body alkaline or acidic to to kill the cancer off. It's not just the cannabis that does it. But it is it can do massive help, yeah. It's saving people's Mm. lives. And I look at like people I've lost to cancer. Yeah. I lost my best friend when I was nineteen. I one hundred percent think if we had access to cannabis back then, she'd yeah. still be gigging out. Well, I know mm. a lad who had thyroid cancer and he treated it all with pure cannabis oil. Was it RSO? I don't know. Like Simpson oil? I'm not sure. I think he made it all himself. Yeah. Because he went and just picked up like a loads and loads of weed mm. and just yeah. <coughs> made his own oil. Um, he got rid and of it. And he cured it. Yeah, he didn't have any like chemo or yeah. anything like that. It just, wow. how can it be like going on in America and that, but over here we're just pretending that all that's not happening. Like I, I truly, hand on heart, and like I know I'm not wearing a tinfoil hat, and I probably mm. should be, but I hand on heart think it's because your farmer, your big farmer companies yeah. Yeah. have got so much pressure on it. Because at the end of the day, in this country, because of the NHS, yeah. we've got a totally different way of working. Mm. So if you think in America and Canada, it's all based on insurance, and insurance yeah. is pay for it. 
but whereas over here, because of the NHS, like if you were to go and get cannabis on prescription, mm. you'd want it on the NHS. You wouldn't want to pay for it privately. Yeah, you'd want yeah, to be yeah. able to get it. Well, if yeah. we start doing that, then the big pharma companies are going to lose hundreds uh, of millions no of thousands profit, of millions yeah. of pounds. If you think like, like when, I, when, I, when I was at my very, very worst, mm. I was taking 27 tablets a day. Yeah. Mm. And if you think, if I was doing that, 27 tablets a day, I was spending 40 quid a month on my prescription. Yeah. Obviously, that's not, that's what I was paying for mm. the NHS, not what it actually cost. Yeah. So if I was going to do that up until the day I die, yeah. and now I don't take any of it because I take CBD, mm. imagine how much money they've lost. Yeah. They don't want me to be well. No. Because yeah. then I stop being a customer. Yeah, there's no, there's no profit in the cure, is there? Like, no. Yeah. And I think, I think they put, the, I think the big pharmaceutical companies put so much pressure on our government to not legalize it because they're getting yeah. too much money out of it. Mm. Yeah. But even like, if they did legalize it, they'd, they'd probably make loads of money off of it anyway, wouldn't they? Like taxing it and doing all the stuff that they done in like Colorado and that, like when it was legalized, all the uh, they ended up giving citizens like tax back and stuff didn't yeah. they and like, like colorado's got the best healthcare system it's got the best schools yeah, it's got yeah. the best mental yeah. health support mm. yeah. everything and, and I if think they, they was working for us that would be happening here but they're not working for us they're yeah. working for to themselves sick. yeah 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 and the thing is when, when i i know because i doing what i do we get people coming in the, the shop all the time we want to talk about it and i get asked that question all the time when do you think it's going to be legal and it's like the more i talk about it I know the way that I sound. I know I sound like I've lost a plot. Yeah. I know I sound like I'm some conspiracy theorist and people look at me and they're rolling their eyes, oh, she's she's off on one again. And the more I talk about it, the more it becomes real. It yeah. is real. That is happening. Mm, yeah. Definitely. Look, our government or people in our government do own a cannabis company. Yeah. yeah. And they are sending it abroad. Yeah, yeah. And they're not giving yeah. it to us. I think if you think cons- like people aren't corrupt, then you're mad yeah. <laughs> because how can like I'm sure you've all met mad horrible people in your lives why do you think they don't exist up there in positions of ultimate power yeah of course they do that's where they gravitate towards there's a lot do. of narcissists in like standoff because mm. it's a microphone on a stage with a spotlight on it like it's that's where they go if they want power like there's a lot of pedophiles who are teachers because yeah. that's where they go mm. like it's just makes sense it's <laughs> like, power, like power hungry yeah that's what they are. People and are like controlling. Yeah, yeah, and if they're and if they're you know if they're not giving the people us people what we want, yeah, they're controlling us without actually controlling us. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but I think the term conspiracy theorist needs like a rejig as well. A truth seeker. Because like, oh, well, like some that. of it, <laughs> some yeah. of it obviously is like oh I think the earth's flat or whatever or conspiracy. But how come how come I'm labelled at the same term as someone who thinks the earth's flat and the queen's a lizard? <laughs> Just because I think oh, the pharma- pharmaceutical industry are horrible and they make yeah. money off people being sick. Yeah. Are we in the same yeah, category Yeah, you get tired, you get tired with the same brush. It's mad. I think and there I needs to be like a new term of like yeah. conspiracy and th- theorist and like truth. Yeah, what did you say? Truth seeker. Truth I like seekers. that, truth seeker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Might put on a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Tim file hat, truth seeker. Um, oh, we don't. That's for the conspiracy theory. Take him back the tinfoil, the tinfoil hat. hat. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I need a way. Okay, so we have a little break. Yeah. Hey everyone, I want to tell you about a new sponsor we've got, Munchterm. Munchterm.co.uk. Munchterm is the UK's number one smoke shop. Do you want to hit up them for any all any and all your smoking paraphernalia? They've paraphernalia. Got skins, grinders, Heck. blunt wraps. Uh, they sell CBD flour. 
You've got all sorts. There's pink ones. Pink ones. There's rose. All sorts of stuff. Lighters. Anything you need to get Grinders, high. Blazy Susans. Them. Rolling trays. Them as well. Filters. And them. We've got a little promo code. It's Mild High UK. If you use that, you get two pound off your order. Uh, you can have use that code or use our link that's in the description. It's munchterm.co.uk. Go there, buy some stuff, get high, support the podcast, enjoy the rest of the show. What Love you. Munchterm. Island. And Did that was like 300 years behind. Like all, all the fellas at the wives and that. It was oh, like yeah. proper. R- R- Island. We're recording. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it had like the highest rate of suicide in Ireland where I lived. It was See, just that's like. Copeland. So where we live, Copeland's got the highest rate of male suicide. Yeah. Yeah. What, um, in the UK? Yeah. And it's, it's, it's just, it's bizarre because like where we live, because of Salafield, mm. we've got loads of people running around with loads of money. There's bugger all to do. Right. Yeah. So they just kind of, like, I don't know how to explain it. There's loads of technology there, and mm. people have got loads of money, people go on holidays and stuff like that, but when it comes to, like, actually having stuff to do in Cumbria, mm. they're so far behind with the times. Yeah, right. Doing a podcast is quite new up there, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Like, we're, we're only start. we've only done, like, four or five episodes, and even then we're getting quite a few followers and a few listeners yeah. coming. And it's, like, one of the first Cumbrian podcasts. What's your, uh, what's your podcast going to be? Is it? So it's called What's Crack, Cumbrian Last Podcast. Okay. What's Crack? Yeah, as in like, yeah, what's crack? Okay. But, um, the the person that she is, Cumbrian Last, mm. nobody knows it's me. Right, okay. But it started off as me years ago. Ig- ignore that bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't mind now, because people are going to hear my voice anyway, but it started off, and then there's like a team of four of us now. Right. Who do it, so it's not just me, and she's this... Cumbrian Lassie, she's just like an exaggerated version of me. Right, okay. And that's what kind of what we're trying to roll with. Yeah, and yeah. Get like Cumbrian people on to talk about Cumbrian stuff. Right, okay. That's the old yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, and there's not really anything like that up yeah. there. So I think as much as like we're sort of behind, if you look at the setup that you have got here, we're mm. so far behind. But in terms of up there. Well, we started in our house. Like yeah. we didn't start here. We started just in the in the back room on a on a GoPro. Yeah. We didn't even have a mic. We were just using the GoPro audio first. Mm. But it's just a case of and starting it and doing even it. And just like being from St. Helens, there's not many. Jo- we've had Johnny Vegas. And then no. That like, was it. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I once met him in a Blockbusters in uh, Preston. Really? Did you? Yeah. In Preston? Yeah. A Blockbusters in Preston? Did you see what film that? he was hiding out? Or? I, did, I can't remember. So no. I saw him at the cinema. I, I think we were watching War Horse and he stood up and like applauded afterwards. And I was like, okay, okay. I'd, <laughs> I I I'd love to get a pint with him. He's got his great crack going for a going for a gym. Yeah, yeah. He's just proper St. Helens, like, you know. So St. Helens, yeah. Yeah. Um I wanted to talk to you about something. Um do you remember a couple of weeks ago you were talking about selling farts? Yeah. There's gonna be a real like all over the place episode because it was quite serious at the I start. Have, I've never sold any. But nice. I, I was like, maybe it'd be funny if I did it. <laughs> like, I once had a mad bipolar idea of selling um, Cumbria, Cumbria, <laughs> jazz oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. Because apparently, apparently in China and Japan, where there's lots of congestion, mm. if you're a big businessman, to show that you've got money, you buy jars of clean air. Wow, that's mad. I'm just eighty quid. Yeah. Like, so you open the thing and <laughs> inhale it, and that's mm. it. That's where 80, you get all your oxygen. Wow. Yeah, do that. Cumbria. You've seen it here first. <laughs> well, um, 
this would be a bit worse to open, especially if, yeah. it, if the packages got mixed up in the post. Like, ooh, breath <laughs> fresh. <laughs> fucking hell. Cumbria stinks. Um, just, I've just inhaled Amy's fart. But do you know when you said that and then we got a, f- a few people messaging us coming in like, oh, this girl's doing it. She, she makes like 37 grand a month or something stupid, yeah. don't she? She, she was on like... grand a month? I, I, you know what I'm like with numbers. Okay, um, yeah. She was on like the Australian Bachelor or something. She's got a bit of a following. Yeah. So I think that's why people are paying for them. Right. And we watched the little video of her and she was like, I eat this, this and this. And then she puts a rose petal in it and all that. But she went to hospital because she was eating too many gassy foods. All right. And she like, she thought she was having a stroke because she like oh filled gosh. herself up with gas so much because she was trying to like bottle so many farts. Um. So yeah, I just thought I'd tell oh, you because it was news today. Grand, I'd do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd be I might not have been thirty-seven grand. Does anyone want any farts? Uh, Come get them. But yeah, it's mad that is. She just had to stop doing it because she was like, oh, "I think I'm dying because I've, I've eaten too many farty things." But well, she's wow. making a fortune over Christmas with bloody farts. Uh, yeah, she made thirty-eight thousand pound a week, actually. Selling oh farts. God. I'd definitely be hospitalised for that kind mm. of money. Yeah. yeah. There's a lo- lot of things I'd do for that kind of money. <laughs> Not just bend up in the hospital for, for gas. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a week apparently. We don't apparently. kink shame here, do we? Like, message if you want some farts, I'll send them. Yeah, she was hospitalised. It might be Dean's. <laughs> farts as yeah, well. Yeah, it's a real uh, real roulette that you're do playing. Cele- I want just celebrities do that. Would they do that? They don't need to do that, they do they? don't need to do that. We do. We're poor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mm. mad. Um, did you have questions or? Um, I've just got some not about CBD, like general. Yeah. Do you want to? So, can people just buy your stuff online? Can they? Just yeah, it's easy. all on the website. Uh, obviously, with the cafe and stuff, you can pop in. And yeah. Read. But we do just, just first first class post. Oh, We've sweet. been asked actually recently to see if we can send it abroad, but the uh, the rules and laws and stuff are quite, mm. you know, if you've got if you're in the wrong country, yeah, the wrong bottle. That's what I was going to say. Just going back to the first bit, you know, the the guy said he was from Ontario. The you, the psych guy. Oh yeah, Wisconsin. Yeah, right. Um, it's mad that like the he said he was prescribing cannabis to he would have prescribed cannabis to people, but like over here, they think. Smoking cannabis causes whatever you're trying to cure. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like they go, oh, it gives you schizophrenia, and it's like, well, they might give you, they might put give you it for schizophrenia over there. Yeah, you know, mm. like, and that's why I, in this country, even at the moment, like the CBD industry is going through a massive turmoil at the moment mm. because uh, I don't know if you've heard about it. It's called the Novel Foods Act. Right. So because cannabis, well, CBD, it's sold as a food supplement. Yeah. So because it's sold as a food, so it's, it's, it's equivalent to like vitamin tablets and stuff right, like yeah. that. Um, it's, it comes under what you call the Novel Foods Act. Now, the most recent one that I knew of being a novel food was quinoa. Or quinoa, right. as mm. I was calling it for years. <laughs> um, and basically, if a food hasn't been consumed in the West, as in Europe, mm. hasn't been consumed before May 1997, yeah, it's classed as a novel food, and you've got to have a novel food license to sell it. Yeah. So to get it. one, um, it's free to get. But yeah. all the testing that you've got to do, it can cost you like I think when we looked at it, it was going to cost us eighty grand to get a license for it. But you haven't got eighty grand. That's insane. And the 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 thing that pissed me off the most about it is that it's just a technicality. Yeah. So for it to be for us to prove as an industry, because mm-hmm. I I've got something um 
I own something called the Hemp Cooperative. Right. Sort of the biggest online business-to-business hemp and CBD group. Right, yeah. And we as an industry, it's a brilliant industry to work in because everyone's got their own story of how they got there. Mm. Mm. And you don't tend to find it's like your big, big businessmen who are in it for the money. It's everybody who's got a story like mine who found CBD. It worked for them. They wanted to go on and make people better. And we got together as an industry and said, right, how do we prove that CBD has been in our food chain since before 1997? Mm. So we've got a load of paperwork and stuff. And the problem is, is that when you extract CBD from the hemp plant, you use um, what you call critical CO2 extraction. Right. And it's the same way that your turmeric's extracted, all your herbs and spices are extracted. And it's been done like, and, it, and it's known as being the safest way to extract it in bulk to then pot it and sell it. Right. So because CBD has been on the market since 2016, mm. extracted using CO2 to then package it and sell it on, yeah. essentially, it's never been extracted like that before 1997. Right, okay. And that's the technicality. Mm. So that's why mm. it's that's why it's a novel food, because before 97, it was just used in hemp seeds and plants and stuff. It was right, okay. like that. Yeah, yeah. So what the, the Food Standards Agency is saying is that because it's never been extracted like that, it is a novel food. Mm. But the extraction process is the same extraction process that's used for across all the board sorts. for everything else. Yeah, yeah. Just like they're just trying to find it's ways to stomp it out, yeah, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. It's just putting stumbling just blocks. Just make it hard, yeah. Yeah. Mm. And that's, you know, it's something that, again, we're all waiting. So we all have to put in. Loads of the bigger companies have got together, banded together, and put in a load of applications for novel food. So mm. the... It, in the beginning, the, the FSA had said that we all needed to have one. And then it was, well, no, if you've got a main supplier at the top, yeah. who's then supplying little companies like me, as long as the big people have got it, yeah. the little people, we don't need one. So there's a lot of massive companies have put the applications in, and the deadline was like April mm. last year, and we're still waiting to find out if it's been accepted or not. Yeah, you just make it hard, don't they? And then the, pe- the person who works for the Food Standards Agency, which is a government-run entity, yeah. The past three of them, I think, have, have left, have right. resigned, because it's just such a hard job. Yeah. <laughs> and what? the rules, the goalposts keep changing. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, we we try and keep up with it. And a lot of people you'll see now, a lot of CBD companies are going into, like, the cosmetics. Because that's the reason our, our cafe, the bit, we've got an industrial kitchen at the back so we can start mm. making our own. So, like, your face oil that I've given for you. Mm. And if you look in your box, you've got, like, a little cream. Yeah. The cosmetics don't fall under the Food Standards Agency right, because yeah. it's a cosmetic. Mm. So you find that a lot of companies like me are going away and doing all the cosmetics because it's easier. Yeah, yeah. right. It's fighting with this novel food, mm. but at the right. same time, the best stuff is in the capsules and that's yeah, what you need. Yeah. That's what comes under the novel foods. So we're still fighting. Like, yeah. I'll fight to the bitter end. <laughs> yeah. I absolutely will. Like, I'm in Thank it. Power for a penny. I'm in it and I'm gone. <laughs> you know, but it is that thing. Like, uh, uh, the thing about, like, CBD bud. Mm. In reality, it's still illegal. Yeah. I've is been, it? Yeah. So I've been... Uh, this is why. The whole point of me telling you all of that is that I truly believe if we had a regulated industry, yeah. mm. you wouldn't... Uh, you know, as someone who's experienced with cannabis, I'm not daft. If you do smoke a high level of THC since you're 15 mm. every single day, you are going to trigger some form of mental health condition. In yeah. You. Mm-hmm. Because when you're going to your dealers, can imagine walking into dealers, what strain is he? Where did you get it from? What was yeah. it grown with? What did you... They haven't got a clue. Mm. They don't know. Whereas in America, when you're prescribed it, you're given a card. Yeah. You then walk into your dispensary and there's 
thousands mm. of strains. Yeah. Yeah. All with different uses all and different, different yeah, so yeah. THC to CBD yeah. content and all different that. Like, yeah. and stuff. So the one I always go after is one called Harley Quinn. Mm. And the strain, I think it is 50-50. Right. So having bipolar and borderline, if I was to smoke a heavy THC constantly, yeah. I'd be a wreck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The paranoia and stuff, it would just get mm. too much. Yeah. Whereas the Harley Quinn, 50-50, it would completely level me out. Yeah. But because in this country... It's not regulated, and your average person who uses cannabis wants to be stoned. Mm. Yep. The dealers around here don't grow it. The growers yeah. in this country, they don't grow something yeah. like Harley Quinn. Because yeah. the customers don't want don't it. Want it yeah. Yeah. They want the hard, the hard packing, yeah, smash yeah, it in yeah. the face, cow Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, you know, so if it was regulated properly. Yeah. yeah. You'd be in a great position if it, if it was as well, with your, yeah. your coffee shop. I mean, that, you, to be honest, uh, between me and Luke, you know, when we've sat and had a conversation about where we're going to go with it, that's what we, we want to be in the position. If, fingers crossed, five years, I said, five mm. years on it, when it comes to the point, right, they're going to have to legalise it. I'd like to think we're in a position, right, we've been in this industry for 10 years, yeah. we know what we're talking about, amazing. we are set up to be a dispensary. Yeah. That'd be bad. That'd be amazing. I'd love to. Yeah. It's so that's, much that's better. Dream. It's just, it's just mad that, like, say, like you say, having dispensaries and that. Like, it stops crime. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. they go, oh, we need to tackle drug dealers. Like, well, make yeah. them, make it legal and there'll be the no drug drugs dealers. The more on drugs lost. It never worked and yeah. it never will. Yeah, yeah. No. But there's no crime if there's no, like, drug dealers and that. You, no, like, and just the government doesn't make does no drugs sense. as well. So what are you on about? Do you yeah. know what I mean? Well, there's, um, there's an online group called, I don't know if you've heard of them, Seed the Future. Hmm. Have you heard of these guys before? No, Have no. a look at them. They've got a group on Facebook. Yeah. And they're basically, um, like, a... They do something called feed the bird, so that's one thing. So um, they encourage you to what you what we do at home is feed the bird. So you have a bag of hemp seeds in your car. Yeah. As you're driving along, just chuck them out your window. Started growing everywhere along the roadside. Oh. See if really, you know, oh, just right, as a, yeah. it's a bit of like a silent protest. Yeah. Um, and they look at like court cases, and to see if they can, you know, you join the group, and if you get done, if say you were caught with someone, if you were caught with mm. someone, um, they'd help you with your. Oh, right, okay. And there's a thing recently um, for cannabis, and I don't know how, it's not 100% proof, and it's something that you'd have to go to court and fight. Yeah. Basically, what the theory is, is that for something to be a crime, Hmm. you've got to show the damage. Right. So with cannabis, if you're caught with cannabis, there is no way that cannabis has any done any damage to anybody. In mm. terms, like if you think about mm. a violent crime, yeah. you've been physically hurt. That's where yeah. the damage is. Yeah. But with cannabis, there's no, there's no proof of it damaging anybody. Nobody's ever died from it. Yeah. yeah. It's never hurt anybody. Yeah. Mm. So therefore, theoretically, if you were to go to court after you'd been caught with it, yeah. you could say, "Well, like, there's no crime. Mm. There's nothing's mm. been done." And there has a couple of cases gone to court, and they have got away with it because yeah. of that. But you've got mm. to know the right lawyers and you've got to be able to fight it in the right yeah, way. Right. Yeah. It's finding the right, the right way people. to do it. But mm. people are doing it and they are winning. That's yeah. handy to know. They oh, yeah, winning. joining that. <laughs> joining that <laughs> Facebook one, group. one of the things, you know, you said about like CBD flower, there's loads of companies in this country that sell it. Yeah. But I went to our crime com- I've sent loads of emails to our crime commissioner mm. saying, look, can I stock it? People ask for it all the time. Yeah. And they've basically said to me, cannabis is cannabis, hemp is hemp. It's all under the same umbrella. If I start selling it in my shop, shut us down and they'll do it's so stupid to say it's cannabis is cannabis and hemp is hemp they're all under the same umbrella you just said the two different things though yeah literally in this first sentence you said that cannabis is cannabis and hemp is hemp like that's two different things like well what essentially what they're saying is they haven't got the so if if i had a bag of thc in one pocket and a bag of cbd in the other 
the police haven't got the resources to go away and test it mm. and see which is high in THC and which yeah, is high in yeah. CBD. Yeah. As far as they're concerned, weed's so, weed. Yeah. 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 I was thinking that for like when we pick mushrooms, like could you just be like, you you don't know what mushroom this is, so maybe it's just a normal mushroom and try and get away with it, do you know what I mean? And if, if you got stopped by police. Yeah, I mean, essentially, because I've just been picking them, I don't know what it is. Yeah. 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 We just picked 500 of the same one. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know a, what one it was. Shoe, but yeah. <laughs> just going to try them yeah. and see what happens. But, yeah, yeah. Yeah. but even that with the mushrooms and stuff, it, it, it grows in the ground. Yeah. Yeah, it's stupid, isn't it? That's why I was and never like, like I'd, I'm more inclined to take them and do weed because it's all just earth grown. It's all natural, isn't it? Like, yeah. I know the weed's grown by dealers or whatever. but mm. um, And I know that people <coughs> think like there's damage done by weed and that, but for me, life has done the damage, <laughs> and the yeah. weed has helped me with the, <laughs> the yeah, damage that life has done. Two, it's, for me, it's the lesser of two evils. Yeah, it's like, do it. I really want to pack my body full of pharmaceutical meds that, in in the end, and the long term effects of it? Like mm. my memory now, I forget words. Yeah, yeah, and I struggle to like form sentences, and yeah, that's yeah. that's what's done the damage. But people, people say that was weed though, mm. as well. People have, gone, oh, people have said that to me, but yeah. my response to that is, well, I never actually started smoking it like two years ago. Yeah, yeah so. Yeah. But that's Why what I mean. Oh, you go, oh, my memory's shit. And they go, oh, it's because you smoke too much weed. Yeah. It's like, well, no, it's not. My memory is like sound. I'm bipolar. Yeah. Like, I haven't got any motivation. Oh, we yeah. were smoking last lazy, night. Lazy, lazy It's nothing smoker. to do with the fact that yeah. I've got bipolar and I'm on a spiral. It's because of that spliff I had 10, 10 weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's just I, it bad stigmas yeah. with it, isn't it? I know. It doesn't make you When people lazy, go, oh, it makes you lazy. And you go, fuck off. I'm, <laughs> I'm not lazy, mate. businesses. <laughs> it's like sativa and indica, two yeah. different types. Yeah. You've got your indica, which is like what we call your nighttime weed. Yeah. Your sativa, which is your daytime weed. Yeah. And you see, I see in there, so there's a, a class in America called Puff Pass Paint. Mm. And it is what it says on the tin. You're puffy, you're passy, and then you get creative and you See, paint. that sounds amazing. That's amazing. not lazy. No? Nah. But I mean, like, like that's that sounds like such a nice afternoon. But like, like how many, like the Beatles, what they did? Exactly. Yeah. If, if there was no cannabis, there'd be no music. Mm. It's yeah, so it's creative. It's like I you say, it all, it all just comes back to profit, doesn't it? It all comes it back to money. Line, like but my favourite thing to do is, you know what I'm doing, like graphic design and stuff for the company. Yeah. Mm. But if I'm sitting doing a lot of social media, my favourite thing to do is to go home early on a Wednesday, mm. sit, have a spliff, and then get the design stuff out. Yeah. And I can knock yeah. it out. See what happens. Yeah, but if I'm sat in the shop, cause I'm, like we were saying before about driving and stuff, I, mm. I would never smoke and drive. Yeah. Like driving to the office. If I'm sat in the office and I've got a load of design stuff to do, and I've no creativity going. Yeah, I'll look yeah. at Luke and I'll be like, no, I'm going home to do this. And he'll look at it, yeah, all right. Yeah. yeah. And off, off I pop. Yeah. And yeah. then the next day, that's it. What a month's worth of yeah. work done. Yeah. I'm that's doing it. graphic design at uni at the minute. Oh, are you really? Yeah. And I, ev- everyone else seems to struggle with getting the quantity of designs out. And I don't. And it's because it. of weird. Like, everyone's like, how are you doing that? And I'm like, drugs. Is that how you do? You do it purposely, though. Like, when you think to yourself, I right, I've got some design work to do. No, well, you done, like, four, didn't you? Just, and you needed ten. Yeah, and then I add a smoke and then add the other half of the designs done. Like, like me. It just comes flowing out it, do, it does. Like, it's got such bad stigma and it is not deserved yeah. at all. No. Um, I would say 80% of the job that I do is breaking or trying to break that stigma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like my mum, my mum broke her back in 2012 in two places really, really badly. Mm. We thought she, uh, in the beginning, we thought she lost legs, but uh, very quickly that was put to bed. No, she hasn't. She was fine, but yeah. she's been in pain ever since. Now, me and my mum, um, two peas in a pod. She's amazing, but we're massive metalheads. Right. So my mum, 
64 years old, mosh bit of download, oh, you better believe it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. It got, it got to the point where the pain and that was just, it was getting too much for her. Yeah. But back yeah. in her day, drugs were bad. Mm. So it took me six months to persuade her to try CBD. Yeah. And at the time, we were shopping for a wheelchair for her. Yeah. Even to the point of where we were yeah. thinking, right, how do we take her to download? Mm. So me and my dad were looking at wheelbarrows. <laughs> like, are we going to pad these wheelbarrows out to take yeah. my mum to download? <laughs> and um, so eventually she had to go and she tried it. She's in a wheelchair yet. He's just retired. They've got themselves a motor home. I don't see them. Amazing. They are, they are enjoying yeah. their retirement. And all down to CBD all, again. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Lovely. That just shows you, doesn't it? Like, like... Like you say, because of the stigma of it like drilled into people years and years ago as well. Obviously, it's not as bad now, um, especially when you, like, you hear, oh, it's legal in California, it's legal here. So it's like, oh, it can't be that bad if it's legal there. But mm. like back back in the day when it was just like proper ruthless, like, oh, this is a killer drug, this and all that. And it's still just stuck in people's head, isn't it? That, like, yeah, but the thing is, the majority of people that I come across in my circles of life a fine with it, mm. it but it's obviously it's the gatekeepers isn't it yeah, yeah. yeah and i've experienced both sides of that like being a student and being the age that i am i've yeah. been surrounded by people who are all 40 but then spending a lot of time with like my parents going to festivals and stuff like that even their mates their generation was all about the drink mm. yeah and to me that does more damage oh it, it is oh, like, well, like alcohol for me with bipolar oh yeah. absolutely yeah. not but even yeah. just on your body and everything like mm. i can drink like we had a, a a strong edible milkshake the oh, other day. Too strong. So, super strong, right? It was five hundred milligrams, so two. Jesus. But the thing is, like, we were fine. The day after, it didn't even feel rough. Felt happy to be alive. Felt really fine. good, actually. We went <laughs> for a walk in nature and was like, oh, still a little bit high. But if we, if, if we had a drink a full bottle of whiskey, like, might yes. not she might have died. I might. I wasn't going for a walk the next no, day. No, no, Like. Yeah. It's mad, like yeah, I'm allergic to alcohol. Are you really? Yeah, so that's yeah, why that's I legal and and yeah. weeds, no. Mm. So you, you can't drink at all. No, it made me sick off like one drink, but it's an Asian thing. Like oh, really, fifty percent of people with an Asian gene have an uh, like an alcohol intolerance. That's I don't, yeah, bizarre. I think I don't I don't know what. I don't know. The body's just... So the body doesn't produce the enzyme to break down the alcohol. Oh, so it just sits in your system. Yeah, so it's like right. a poisonous thing yeah. for you. Um, and I, I think it comes from them drinking tea instead of ale or something. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe if you got into, like, drinking rice wine and stuff like that, it'd be Maybe. a bit different. Uh, I could probably build my tolerance up, but I, I don't want to. It's not worth it, is no. like, it? Do you, do, like, if, when you've drank it previously, do you, do you, like, do you enjoy it? No, yeah, I'm like just sick straight if, away. If, is, it, is it like just instant? Yeah, I don't get the high off it or anything. I'm just sick straight away. Well, this just like, get this out. Yeah, I have to go to sleep. Like, so if we're out in a club, I'm asleep in a booth or whatever. <laughs> See, but that's totally understandable as to why you got into the smoking. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it's like, can I please not buy my drugs from like a nice shop instead of down an alley? You put yourself in more danger by making it illegal. Uh, if it was legal, yeah. it'd be safer. Yeah, it's just crazy. Yeah, we could talk about it all day. Once I get on my soapbox, that's it. Um, right. So, what question here? Is there anything you want to do that you haven't done yet, and why haven't you? In terms of 
the world. I the world. Know. I yeah. want to do everything. I want to take over the world. Yeah, that is me. <laughs> I've, I've always got a plan, and I mm. always yeah, taking over the world, mm. like pinky in the brain. Yeah, yeah. I there feel like tra- my thing at the minute travel. Yeah. yeah, I want to see. Have you done much traveling? Um, I've done a lot of traveling in this country. Yeah. yeah. Um, I got a, bought a camper van a couple of years ago, obviously because of COVID, we've not been able to get out yeah. as right. much as I want to. Yeah. And when I was younger, we would my family, we were never like um. Two weeks in Tenerife or two weeks in no. New York, and it was always caravans. Well, your, your mum wants to go like to download yeah, in so a wheelbarrow, yeah. so that's so like my different. My, my, yeah, my <laughs> summers were all very right. We've got four festivals, mm. and this is how we're going to do it. And yeah, when I was younger, we always went to festivals and stuff. All oh, over yeah. The so you, 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 were, the, you were the kid that you see at festivals. That's, yeah, that's <laughs> have, you, have you got any like cool secret spots that you can tell us to visit in the UK? Oh, a festival called Solfest. Solfest. S O L F E S T. Yeah. It is cracking. Yeah. It's like homegrown in Cumbria. Mm. Um, it's loads of different type of music. Doesn't matter what type of music you like, you'll yeah. find somewhere. But it's, it's the the vibe and the atmosphere there. Mm. It's just it's amazing, and yeah. it's literally on our doorstep with yeah. every year. When um, is it? Uh, August Bank Holiday Weekend. Oh, my birthday August. as well. Weekend. August, yeah, August Bank Holiday Weekend. Yeah. Um, I don't know what type of what type of music you like, but I'm all I'm into all sorts. So a band really on, at, yeah. um, we've done it the past few years called the Dutty Moonshine Big Band. Right, and it's like electro swing drum and bass. Yeah, and because it's such a small space and they've got such a loud sound. Yeah, honestly, you just get lost in it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely incredible. I might have to check it out one year. Does them and my favourite lake in so in Cumbria it's the lake the Lake District. Mm. Uh, was water. We've, We've been. been? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. We climbed our yeah. mountain yeah. there. Yeah. That is one of my favourite places. Yeah, it's in the amazing there. It's beautiful. It's the cold. Although you don't really know <laughs> about it as yeah. well. Right. Isn't it? Here's the thing. So, you know, obviously, the lake on one side is a big, huge mountain, yeah. and they're mm-hmm. called the Screes. Right. So, the story with the Screes is just see how it's like a sheer drop yeah. that just goes down. Apparently, back in like World War II, yeah. German planes used to fly over it and they couldn't see the top of it, and they used to, like, clip the top of it, slide down the screes. So when there's a drought in this country, the water line drops. Yeah. And you can see the planes and the tails. Really, oh, yeah. On the no top way. of it. No way. It's in the a, lake? Yeah, yeah, in the lake. That's ah. mad. I've seen a couple of... There's a few lakes like that in, in Cumbria. I've got, there's one of them with, like, a village at the bottom of it. Yeah. Is it, I think, is it Honister? I think it's Honister. Right. It's Honister water. It's the same if it drops down to a certain level. It's uh, like a village at the bottom. No but way. You can go diving. <laughs> Yeah. So again, so it's cool. like experiences and travelling. Go diving, and you can yeah. dive down into a village. That's what? mad. So you just don't called? know any of this. Honister, Honister Water, I think it's called. Honister. Going to all these places yeah. this year, us <laughs> all over the place. Yeah, honestly, yeah. Since with COVID, I think it's it's kind of I don't know. It's broken my soul mm. in a good way because I think it's made me appreciate what I've got, but it's also. I want to do things and yeah. life does come to an end. Yeah. yeah. And having been locked in the house for two years, it made yeah. me realise that, no, I don't just want to float around. I want yeah. purpose and I want to take over the world yeah. and I want to see the world for what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to be here I think it's I think it's done that with a lot of people. You've seen it, like, we watch a lot of TikToks when we're just monging in bed and it, you see uh, you see loads of people just being like, these past two years I've just spent doing things I want to do for me. Yeah, learning like, to roll my job. Skate, like, I realised my like job that. wasn't what it was all cracked up to be and all this. And I think it's it's benefited a lot of people being locked down. I know it's all like it was awful for a lot of people as well. 
But I think there's there's some people who've gone through it and been like, my life's completely different now because I've realised I don't need to depend yeah. on that job. I'm doing living for me now and yeah. doing all these yeah. new things that I never would have. I love how the work, people's work and environment's changed. Yeah. yeah. And I think, again, you know what we were saying about, like, people have got social media and c- companies that have got social media have got to be seen to be doing yeah. the right thing by the people. Yeah. Yeah. So all of a sudden, the balance has changed. It's, yeah. not, it's not work, is it? Well, I always get it mixed up. Work to leave, live to work. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? I don't want to mm. live to work anymore. Yeah, yeah. I want to oh, work yeah. to live. Living to work is like the worst cycle yeah. you can be, yeah. you can end up in, I think. And, you know, as I said, my mum, bigger support through bipolar and stuff. When I had the jobs, when I, w- I knew I was losing them. You know yourself, if you've ever had a job that you've lost, you know it doesn't just happen over a day. Mm. You don't mm. just get sacked. You know, and I could feel myself with the job. I was sliding down the scale and yeah. I was missing days and I could feel it, right? I was getting hauled in to go and get another disciplinary and stuff mm. and and I can remember my mum said something to me and she was just like, no job is worth feeling the way that you feel right yeah. now. Yeah, especially when they replace you. And, and I said that to uh, you, you as well, didn't I? Yeah. I was like, why are you letting a job yeah. affect you this bad when you can? there's other jobs? There's yeah. not just one job. And also they don't care about you either. Yeah. Like no, You'll be replaced. Yeah. 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 yeah, and that, like, I, I've had two breakdowns in my life as well. And the, uh, but I found it beneficial in the in the way that you you completely brought down. So when you're building yourself back up, you can just leave out what you don't want and reconstruct yourself in in the way that you want to be. Yeah, hundred percent. I felt exactly the same, and I feel a little bit like when I had my nervous breakdowns. It's kind of you. In the moment, it's horrendous, mm-hmm. and I, you genuinely—I know I don't know—I don't know about you, but I was like, I didn't want to be here anymore. Mm. Genuinely, near this cliff, I'd have been off. Mm-hmm. But I think as I started putting my bricks back together, and like mm-hmm. you say, leaving bits out, it's made me appreciate me for all my flaws as well. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. I'm not perfect. I'm never gonna be perfect. No so. one is, though, are they? Like That's it. We need to stop think like on social media. Everything's like. Edited, edited and it's a highlight reel. Nobody puts crap on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's a highlight yeah. reel of everybody's mm. life, and that's one of the things I learned. You know, I was the same, sitting, getting baked, sitting, watching TikTok, mm. scrolling through social media, just aimlessly. Yeah, and it doesn't matter which way oh, you nice look at it. You kind of when when you're looking at the stuff that you're looking at, you might not think it's having an effect on you, but it is. Mm. Yeah, and I, you know, me being the shape that I am, you know, I said I've lost eleven stone. Yeah, shape mm. that I am, I which is incredible, big. by the way. Oh, yes, yeah. yeah. we have we haven't mentioned that <laughs> on the podcast here. But eleven stones, mad. That like, is mad. It's like a whole other person. Yeah. yeah, and I think looking at all the you know the skinny birds and stuff, and, and yeah, I love how social social media is amazing for some things, but it's terrible for others. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's great yeah. for businesses and connecting with people and see, sh- seeing people's art and whatever. Like, it's helped us. Like, people in America have seen our clips and then, you know, all stuff like that. But yeah. at the same time, comparing yourself to other people. It's bad for yeah. women in Trolling and all that type of stuff's awful and that. So it's yeah. it's it's got its pro- positives and negatives. I, I, I find with borderline, one of the symptoms of borderline is that you're often sort of looked at as being uh, younger than what you are. Like, I'm 35 right. and I don't act I haven't got the emotional capability of a 35-year-old. Mm. And it's took me a long time to be okay with that. But mm. right yeah. now, I am, and I know I'm a few girls behind, but yeah. I'm on Facebook and Instagram and stuff, and I look at people who I went to school with, yeah. and I see them, they've got, like, they're married with the two kids. Oh, that's what we house. like, yeah. And I look at them, and I'm like, no, nah, nowhere, nah. nigger that. Mm. Nah. Nowhere, nigger. 
See, I'm I'm quite old lady though in my yeah. head because I had to grow up fast. Yeah. I was the responsible one, so I, I'm I, I am like quite what would you call it? I am I, I do act like an adult. I think, but. I've like aged backwards and I'm becoming more of a child as I get older. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm enjoying it. Yeah. Because mm. it's not natural to have so much pressure and you on you as a think child. That's because like some of the, the responsibility that you had, you maybe don't have anymore. So you yeah. kind of like leave oh, it again. I, I don't speak to any of my family. No. So I'm completely reborn after the lockdown. And. But also, you didn't have the. Because you had to grow up fast, you didn't have them, like especially the teenage years and that way. You do spend all your time just fucking about and that. I didn't have that. That's what I mean. But so you now you like having I that. I wasn't allowed to know any of my grandparents. I didn't know like any family. I was all dependent on one person, and it it was not a good uh, the best mm. role model, shall yeah. I say? Um, so I just had to suss things out very early on, and um, starting this and being able to just oh, let me air down and that, it, like it's amazing. Like that it's people a good feeling, would, isn't it? Yeah, it's but the I best think feeling for me. Talk, even talking about cannabis in the public eye, yeah, like I could never, like two or three years ago, I couldn't have done that. Mm. Mm. I just couldn't because at the time, I'm you know, being in the cannabis industry now, I'm cemented in it. I'm not leaving. Yeah. I need to stay. Yeah, yeah. But back then, it was like, should I talk about it? Can I talk about yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. And you kind of, I lost. You were saying about your authentic voice. I kind of lost that a little mm. bit. Yeah. But whereas now, going through lockdown and everything, I feel like I know who I am now. Yeah. And I'm not perfect, and I know I've got all these flaws about me, but actually, I'm not ready for being married with two kids. And a, yeah. yeah, do you know what I mean? Have I you got any not, kids? No, I haven't. We were saying this but yesterday. I've got a stepson. Well, we were saying we haven't got kids, and we don't really like plan on having kids. And then we were like, "This is our baby now." Our little baby, there. Yes. So it's like your company is oh, your yeah. baby. You know what I mean? That's what you're putting all your time and effort in. And like, I was like, if we had a kid. A lot of this would stop. All the time we spend editing and that at home, we mm. wouldn't be able to do because we'd have yeah. a kid. And I said, and like, like the th- if when we're a bit older, if we wanted, I'd I'd rather um, take a child in that's been in care or whatever because I can't imagine anything worse than just not having that support family around you. I'd love to be able to do to that. Give that to somebody else. But because we do this, we probably wouldn't be allowed to do that because we're like a drug no, thing. No, but like, I've, yeah, but I've worked in social services yeah. and stuff doing the, um, mm. I used to like crisis houses for, for mm. young people. Yeah. And exactly that, no, you wouldn't. Yeah. So it's you like... But hopefully things will change. If it was legalised, it should be all right though, yeah. shouldn't it? Because yeah. it's just That's the same as going, oh, I'm being, fos- I'm being adopted by a family who has a drink at the weekend. Yeah. It'd be the similar vibe of that, so. wouldn't it? But do, do you find that, like, the pressure on you as a woman? Oh, this is, it's like, yeah, it's unheard of, really, to be a woman and be a stoner yeah. and uh, talk about stuff like that we, we talk mm. about. Yeah. Especially if you come from a small town or whatever. Like, yeah. people look at you like, what are you doing? Yeah. And it's just like, I'm just being ahead of my time, don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that, that's how I live with it now. Yeah. It's like, I, I know what path I'm yeah. on and where I'm going. Like, yeah. I, I know a lot when a lot of people come into the shop and stuff, especially if, if my fella's in for the day, if he's giving us a hand. Fellas will come in who want to talk about cannabis and CBD and they'll go straight to my business partner. Yeah, yeah. My fella, who yeah. knows loads about it. Yeah. Just knows as much as me about it. It's my and he'll fucking have to say, business. Yeah, you'll yeah. have to say, oh, you'll have to go and ask, ask our nickel. Speak there. to the boss. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, yeah. You had that when you were like, in Levi's because you were like a supervisor, weren't you? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, people would always go to the, the guy to, and, I, and I'd be his supervisor. Of oh, course, as a woman, you can't yeah. be yeah. a supervisor. Yeah. Yeah. And even just like. You remember we go for a curry? 
Yeah, they, they give it. I order the spiciest curry on the menu, and they always give it. They to always me. give it to me, That's and I go. Soft that, I'm saying I can't handle that, mate. Yeah, um, but I was just saying about uh, like women in male-dominated industries. The world, then. The world, yeah, and that comedy. Like there isn't as many females, and a lot of people think female comics aren't funny as mm. well. Um, but I do. I think there's so many hilarious females out there yeah you just might not necessarily be doing comedy yeah like us yeah because <laughs> there's no not the representation or but it's just i mean i, c- I could think of nothing into. scarier than going up there and yeah. just like doing comedy i'm well, happy to do it here. Get ready i'm happy to do it here yeah and like yeah. yeah i reckon i could be an armchair comic like i mm. think i'm hysterical yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, you put me on a stage and jimmy but i think it's because when Fellas are doing comedy, it's very much everyone gets the joke and it's mm. acceptable for them to say things. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas yeah. when a woman says it, like there's a thing in, in law and it's like if you're a woman and if you've got a man and a woman and they commit the same crime against a kid, so say you killed a kid and you killed a kid, mm. your sentence would be, I'll say 15 years, but you get 30. Because, really? Yeah, because you're a woman. There's a name for it and I can't remember what it is. I'll Google it. I haven't got the phone. If you Google it, and it basically it's because you're a woman and because you're supposed to naturally care for a child, mm. you get like a double sentence. What? That's mad. That's real. It, there's, a, there's a certain term for it. I can remember doing it at uni. That's and, mad. And, it is, and, it, and, and women get higher sentences because we're not supposed to be evil and cruel and we're not supposed to be... Some compared to what though? Because like I, I imagine if you go through most like animals in nature, there's some ruthless female like animals. Do you know what I mean? Like, like breakfast. Yeah, lions eat the babies yeah. sometimes. That might be males that though, which is well, worse, isn't it? I don't know. That's mad. That's really mad. Um, but yeah, I think there's a lot of also. Do you know what it is? Girls can be fucking horrible to each other. Oh, guys. Guy, yeah, guys are like, yeah, bro, <laughs> got your back, bro. Yeah, I mean, like, or if you're having a strap, you'll punch it out, shake hands, and that'll yeah, be used. Yeah, mm. we exactly. will, we will ignore you, and we'll ignore you for days. Yeah, weeks on end, I can hold a grudge. Cause, <laughs> cause a lot of women are insecure as well. The side effects of that is jealousy, and you can just be horrible bitches to each other. And when someone's trying to step out there and do something, th- there'll be something in people's heads where they're like. Oh, what are you doing? Like, you, they want to cut you down. Like, yeah. tall poppy syndrome I, and stuff. I have heard that, con- like, th- that situation. It's called the bucket of crabs syndrome. Mm. Right. If you imagine you've got a bucket of crabs all running about in the bottom and one of them tries to escape, what yeah. happens? Your accent was amazing. Ones pull it down, don't they? Bucket of crabs. The others pull it down. Yeah. And, and that's essentially what girls do. But yeah. And, like, I've got a couple of mates, Tash and Emily. They're my best friends in the world. Shout out Tash and yeah. Emily. Shout out Tash and Emily. Um, they both are very much we're all on the same wavelength we all do what we do together and yeah. split forever and they are the only sort of friends that i've made where i can honestly say i feel empowered and supported by mm. them yeah and i'm 35 i've been friends with these girls now for like i'll say well four or five years yeah, yeah. and i truly truly feel empowered by them yeah and they are a little bit younger than me yeah i don't know if that's you know, i was saying before about my head being yeah a little bit younger than what i am yeah i don't right. know if that's maybe part of it or if mm. my gen- my generation of friends is still in that mindset yeah. of, oh yeah, on the surface I'll support you. Yeah. Mm. But actually if you start doing well, 
Yeah. I'm going to stand here. Who the fuck eating. she thinks she is? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. And you get that all the time. Yeah. I think uh, you can be inspired by younger people sometimes because that happened to me when we went to New Zealand. Yeah. I was I felt really beat down by the job that I'd just had and left to come to New Zealand. Um, and it affected me, like, it changed how I dressed and everything. And then I went to New Zealand, loads of young, cool people yeah. just being themselves, just dressing wacky. And I was like, oh, yeah. Do you know, like, I'd lost that. And yeah. it, and it, and because they're, like, fresh out there. The world hasn't beat them down yet. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I, I just took inspiration from that. And I think there's, I do think there's stuff to be learned from younger generation and older generation. Um Work together, guys. <laughs> just be nice to people, innit? That's all. Yeah. Like, just don't be audible. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, right. We'll have to wrap up. Okay. Soon. Last so. question. Go on. Go on. What was your proudest moment and your biggest regret? Oh, that's proud, that's a big my question. My proudest moment. Um, quite recently, I did um, a New Year's Eve dip, mm. and it was I literally just got my kids off and ran in the sea. Uh, to raise money for <gasps> a, domestic, a domestic violence charity. Oh, yeah. So in terms of, I, I, proudest moment recently, definitely that one. Yeah. Bab. Just because... Cold? Freezing. Yeah. In Cumbria as well. Yeah. Oh, my word. <laughs> um, but I think... It, in it, winter? Yeah, literally new on Year's? the 31st of December. When you said the New Year's dip, I thought you'd made like a... Like guacamole no, no, I and I was like, fucking hell, that? The, <laughs> yeah. the Irish Sea or the North Sea, maybe, yeah. Uh, North Sea. Oh, it was Jesus Christ. But I think it was more, I think the reason I was so proud of it is my friend Emily, who I was talking about, she came and did it with me. Um, and we'd both been through the domestic violence counselling mm. and, and courses and stuff. And yeah, the day, literally all it was, was running the sea and running back out again, but it's what it meant. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I think it's that... Um, going back to what you were saying there about like finding yourself again and you saw yeah. other people wearing stuff. Coming out of my, my previous relationship, I can remember looking in the mirror and I, I couldn't pick out clothes for myself. Mm. Yeah. I didn't know who I was. Yeah. Mm. So I'd put all my little bricks back, left some out that I didn't want. Yeah. yeah. For two and a half years down the line, I threw yeah. myself in the sea to raise money for the most amazing charity. Yeah. Because of where it had brought yeah. me to. What's yeah. the charity? Uh, Women Out West. Women Out West. Women Out cool. West and West Cumbria. They're South. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And you just you push your own boundaries as well when you get in some really cold water. Yeah, because you, you everything in your body's like don't do well, it. For me as well, it's like it's big and eleven stone lighter. Yeah, and like wearing a swimming costume in front of hundreds of people on a beach. Yeah, yeah so even right. that. So for me, the thirty first of December, after going through COVID, mm. going through everything that I've been through, it was just that one day. But I feel like when I went in the sea, I felt like I just washed all the sh- crap off. Mm. Yeah, and this is it. New Year. I'm not going to say New Year, New Me, because that's very cliche. But, but it's very much I washed all the crap yeah. off, and I feel like I've built all my little bricks up onwards. Yeah, amazing. He's right. The world. Well, that's that's amazing to hear, and I I hope people enjoyed your your story and that. Yeah. Um, so where's What's the website and that you do? And are you on social media as well? Yeah, so I'm on social media, West Lakes Hemp. Uh, I'm on Instagram, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. Yeah. Uh, the website's westlakeshemp.co.uk. Yeah. Uh, we've got a phone number, we've got a cafe. Go check it out. If you're ever in yeah. Cumbria, go get a little coffee and that at the CAF. Yeah. We'll chocolate. be defo coming soon. Um, <laughs> and yeah, go go check out all them things. Uh, go buy some stuff off them as well. That's nice. Yeah, and you um, tell us where to get them. Mushies as well. Like we'll get that. We'll get that up, information. Definitely come up on our own. We go check out the Patreon uh, if you're not on the Patreon already, because it's good over there. Do it because honestly, Patreon's amazing. <laughs> there we go. We got our own one in. Thank you. Um, and yeah, nice one for coming on. Um, Thank you for having me. Hopefully, really uh, 
Oh, we've loved having you. It's been lovely. Thank you so yeah. much. Very informative. Yeah. Be tell nice to tell, everyone. Tell TikTok all the and we'll, uh, about that law, about women. That's, that's Yeah, there you that's go. I'll yeah. just find you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, nice one, guys. See you see us. Thank you so much. For the Patreon. And if not, bye. we'll see you next week. Nice bye one. Bye see you bye. in a bit. Bye. Hello, everyone. We're uh, here to tell you about a sponsor we've got. Mogwai CBD. What is it good for? Absolutely everything. Get yours now <laughs> at mogwai-cbd.com. Check out code TMHC20. 20 for 20% Gosh. off. And if you do that, that gets us a little bit of money. To support the podcast. Support us. And you're also supporting local business and your own health. It's amazing for mental health. It's amazing for lowering your cholesterol and stuff. Is it? You're just <laughs> yeah. making stuff up now? It's good for insomnia, it's good for anxiety, and it's premium quality as well. You can get it in oils, or you can get it in a flake or a crumble, which you need a dab rig mm. for, which some of you might know what that is, some of you might not. I don't really know what it is either. If you get the oil, you can literally just put it in your brew, though. Or under then, your tongue. And then be buzzing yeah. for the morning. TMHC20, check out, 20% off, help us out with the CBD. Mugway. <laughs>